Let me go straight to the lesson tonight, a continuation of uh, the one started several weeks ago, A Call to Action, Part 2, How to Clear the Streets. I started that a couple weeks ago. I stopped and Reverend Hardman shared, and then last week I shared a special rainbow word about a right judgment call. But tonight, let's resume. A call to action, part two. How to clear the streets. Now, I want to call this one, it starts at home. It starts at home. Forgive me if I sound more preacherish than teachish, uh, but um, uh, this word needs to go forth. Proverbs 22 and 6. And then Deuteronomy 21 and 18. Proverbs 22 and 6. We've heard that said so many times. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Deuteronomy 21 and 18. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town. They shall say to the elders, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is stubborn, rebellious. He will not listen to our voice. Then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. Hallelujah. It starts at home. Let me begin by saying, just in the reflection of uh, where I left off a couple weeks ago, Everybody's got their proposal or strategy or initiative as it relates to how to get our cities back to a state of normalcy. Normalcy being defined as peaceful and pleasant enough to walk in the entertainment district, the downtown district, without fear of harassment, robbery, and gun violence, normalcy being um, standing in front of our homes without wondering if a passing vehicle is going to be weaponized, normalcy, being at ease to come up on an intersection without fear of being carjacked. Now, none of us are naive. Crime has always been in our cities and neighborhoods and communities. But here's the hurt. It's never been this vicious and commonplace. I grew up uh, with uh, Vashon, Cheryl, and Larry, and Rodney in a small city uh, called Peoria, not in Chicago. And I remember a, a murder taking place as a little boy, two doors down from my grandmother's house. Some uh, winos were arguing over a pot of beans one of them had cooked. And uh, one pulled out a gun and killed the other. 
on another occasion, I remember uh, my cousin Ronnie Nelson being gunned down at the 505 liquor store as he robbed the liquor store after hours. So crime is not new. It's just so out of control now, and it's being perpetuated at the street level by our offspring, not specifically yours and mine, but by that generation that is barely out of the crib, teenagers, early 20s. The age of the common criminal has slipped into the teens just today. Uh, they ranged from 16 to 19, charged with ambushing and killing a police officer. Lord have mercy. The report is they were just riding around looking for victims. Have we come to this as a society? Last I taught this lesson, I I used as a reference Second uh, Timothy 3, uh, where it records that in the last days, perilous times shall come. I define perilous as the lowering of the moral standards, the, the loss of our moral center. Have we come to this as a society? So my purpose in sharing this series of lessons is just to call us back as believers to the Bible, uh, to hear what the Lord's Word says, about how to remedy all this insanity. What does the Bible say about clearing the streets? The first lesson I shared was it speaks of the family as foundation. Psalm 11.3, when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The righteous stand on and work with the word. When the word is not honored, then there is horror. I said in that first lesson, there's no perfect families. The best definition for a parent is one who is not a kid or one who's not trying to kick it with their kids, one who is the adult under the roof, giving directions to the children, molding their lives by sharing wisdom and modeling a commendable lifestyle. That's a parent. An adult in charge, supervising those under his, her, or their care. Can we just get some parental control? Can we as parents appeal to parents who are struggling with their children? Everybody wants to have a teen summit, a gang member conference. Maybe it's time first to have a parents meeting, a parents convention. Maybe it's time for us parents to tell our stories, to teach others about our works and our successes. And so today, I continue with the family Focus Foundation. Proverbs 22, 
6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Have you noticed that the word of God says very little directly to children? Why? Because the children get their instructions and words from us parents. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he, she, they are old, they will not depart from it. Train up comes from a Hebrew word to put something in the mouth. It's referring to what the Hebrew midwives would do to stimulate a newborn's sucking reflex. The midwife would rub something sweet on her finger and rub it on the roof or the palate of the infant's mouth. This would train the child's nursing instincts. A wise parent is one who uses incentives to stimulate and train the children toward godliness, creating a hunger in them for righteousness and wise living. Give a child a reason to do right. Make right living attractive and pleasant. Most of us on this line are adults, I am sure. Think about what our parents and grandparents did for us that made indelible impressions we still hold on to. One thing for sure, those old folk took their time. They were not in a hurry or on a clock or on the run. I know times have changed, but truth is still applicable Truth is still palatable if it's rubbed the right way. Maybe this is a good place to tell us grown folk. Can we just slow down and raise and train and nurture and hold and teach our children? Just as that Hebrew infant or any baby never loses the ability to suckle so a child will not forget the instincts toward godliness which were stimulated in him or her as a child. They'll never forget it. When he is old, he will not depart from it. It will become a second nature and will never be obliterated. What youth learns, age does not forget, says the Danish proverb. Keyword, train up a child, child in the formative years. 
a child, not when they're 15, a child. From breastfeeding, from cradling, from toddlers to pre-K, train up a child. Our children have more exposure at five years old than we had at 15. We're in competition, y'all, with media, with social technology. Every kid has a tablet, an iPhone. I have three at my house now, five-year-old, three-year-old, one-year-old. They're with me until May 30th. And I watch their mother nurture, train, discipline, spank them, and tell them why they are being punished and likewise what behavior merits a reward, a snack. That's new school stuff. Get rewarded with a snack. Proverbs twenty two fifteen. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline would drive it far from him. Foolishness comes with being a child. Our children will try us. We tried our parents. Thus, parents need to correct children. Correction includes teaching children to distinguish between right and wrong and may sometimes involve corporal punishment, but never void of love. Proverbs thirteen twenty four. He that spareth the rod hateth his son. Spareth the rod. A rod was a, a stick, a twig, a branch. Light enough not to do bodily harm, but heavy enough to make a point. Did you get that? It was a, a stick. Light enough not to do harm to the body but heavy enough to make a point so that little rascal would leave with a everlasting remembrance. I know exactly what you're saying. I don't whip my children. Well, I thought about this. Would you rather spank, hit, whip, whichever fits your parenting style, or would you rather the police do it? Discipline purges wrong conduct from a child's life and points them in the right direction, the way of wisdom. Proverbs twenty nine fifteen. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. How many mothers are drowning in tears tonight because of a child who is in the moor? Or a child who has gone astray. No one wins. Everybody loses. That mother whose child's funeral she has to plan for. She loses her baby. And those who commit the crimes. They will never see freedom again. They'll be locked up for the rest of their lives. So one crime scene 
is really a multiple death situation. These are home-based instructions. They will work at the address where we live. When the home refused to do it or had no success in doing it, the role moved outside the home into the hand of the men of the town. And when the men of the town had to intervene, it was not a good outcome for the unruly kids. You heard it in Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21. Today, the hands of the men of the town would be tantamount to a criminal justice system, intervention and conviction and incarceration with all its life-depriving consequences. Can we not let it get to that extreme? That's the appeal of the Word of God. Don't let it go that far. Turn it around at the door before it leaves the house. In closing, I know that my lifestyle, my lifeline listening audience is for the most part past their 20s, most of us in our 40s and beyond. We're parents, we're grandparents, we're great-grandparents. Pastor, I hear what you're saying. My child-rearing days are over. I say to you, no, they are not. The Lord wants us to speak back, to remind the ones we've raised, and to speak forward to the ones coming on the scene. So our job ain't over. We've got to reach back and declare the truth. Then we've got to reach forward and do the same. Because, my brothers and sisters, if we do not, then the foundation will collapse. When you see a building swaying, I guess you could tear it down, completely demolish it, and start all over again. But there's another option. You can shore up and reinforce that swaying building, that building that is still standing. You can reinforce it with strong support like the ones that went into its original construction. The Word of God is support. The Word of God is reinforcement. It worked on us, didn't it? And it will work on the next generations. Hallelujah. That's the word of faith which I teach tonight. A call to action part two. How to clear the streets. It starts at home. Hallelujah. Next week, the Lord willing, 
I want to talk about the fear of God. And then the following week, the Lord willing, I want to talk about the fixes at the church. The fixes at the church. Family foundation. Fear of God. And the fixes at church. I declare we can clear the streets. This is the word of faith which I teach tonight. Glory to his name. Amen. Amen. Amen.